Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast on this 22nd day of January 2023. Let's open with a word of prayer. Master, we thank you for another opportunity to podcast. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified because we've not stopped or quit or give up on you. Bless the reading of the word, dear God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. And may every podcast listener receive a blessing from this message on today. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And literally greet you in divine love. We're all doing pretty much better here on the home front. Let's look at Daniel, Old Testament passage of scripture today. Daniel chapter 3. This is the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Nebuchadnezzar the king. But I want to start reading at verse 19. I'm going to read through verse 25 and then read down verse number 30. And then we will open the word of God. This is reading from the King James Version of the Bible of Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace up seven times more than it was wont to be heat. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the force is like the son of man. And let me jump down to verse number 30. And it reads, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. May God bless the reading here and doing of his word. The title of this Sunday's podcast is called The Fourth Man. The Fourth Man. As we read through, and I paraphrased uh, quite a bit of it, for Daniel chapter 3 talks about the king. The king had made a decree and created a golden image that he wanted everybody throughout out the providence of Babylon and the surrounding area, that when the music played, when all the instruments kicked in, they wanted everybody to bow down and worship this graven image. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, as I read, was actually working under the king who had set them over the providence of Babylon to manage the affairs of Babylon. So they were in uh, on the king's staff. And they, who were people of the way, which is the believers of God, had said that they would not bow down and worship any graven image. They was following their faith. 
Well, the story that I just read from 20, uh, 19 to 25 is a, is a piece of what the story was. So he had gathered all of his leaders together and in his leaders, he had made this decree. And he had said that everybody, when this stuff happens, when the music sounds, no matter where they were, they were to stop, bow down and worship that graven image, but not Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They denounced and denied bowing down and serving a graven image when they knew that they were serving the living and true God, not a graven image. So as we look at today, let's move and talk about society today as we look at it. Look at the current pressures of life. Look at what's going on. It's very much real. As everybody know that I was in quarantine, uh, still in quasi-quarantine right now, but definitely corona-free. Uh, feeling much better, still having some after effects, but that's just a part of the sickness that happens. Uh, I'm not considered a long hauler. Tanya's a long hauler because she had COVID pneumonia and in that regard, but the good Lord has been good to us and we want to focus on that. Life is too short to be focusing on other things that don't have any bearing. Amen. So I just want to focus on where we are in the Lord. But as I looked at life and I looked at this story and I looked at last Sunday's podcast and listened to it and looked at scriptures and it says a prayer of faith. And where we are, let's talk about the reality of what we need right now. I, I often have said through the years from the White House to the church house to our house, if we don't believe that we need God now, we are sadly mistaken. So as I look at the scriptures and, and realize where we are, our whole office staff and even across the hall has all been at home because we were allowing the building to air out. This thing is real. It's called the XBB variant. It's very much real. And as we got lax, myself included, by not keeping that mask up and not trying to do due diligence as it had been, I paid a price. And that's why the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. But as I look at the story of Nebuchadnezzar and I think about it, and we've heard it through the years, and preachers would preach and we hoop on Shadrach, Meshach, and we would say, uh, and Abednego, and we called them something different. But I want to understand a little bit better about where we are and why I'm calling it the fourth man. Because we look at that. We look at the state of the world. We look at politics. We look at the chaos. We look at society. The Bible says that in the last days, that, that the hearts of man shall wax worse and worse. We have, and especially in America, I can't speak for other countries, but we are living in a lawsuit-driven state in America. I mean, people are offended quickly, more quickly than ever before. Here we are people. We got all kinds of people committing crimes. I mean, from the latest basketball player to, I was reading online from a report that comes from the military side where a, a officer was trying to do a prostitution ring out there in California, down in Florida. A man got his children missing, come to find out he's killed his children. Things are happening everywhere. Satan is running rampant. Him and his imps, his schisms, his isms are running rampant and they're looking for those who are not trying to follow the teachings of God, who are not trying to look to the word of God, who's not trying to look to the light of God. And what happens, and this is my biblical opinion as well as a biblical truth. When you look at that, when you don't seek the things of God in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33, amen, which says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added, then we will become like the uh, the Gentiles was. They was worried about everything other than what God would have them. God took care of the litters of the field. God take care of the birds. God take care of everything that we need. But we, because we're human, we still are susceptible to worry. We are susceptible to the difficult days. And I said it before, we have a W-E-A-K day. We have traumatic things that happen to us. Sickness and death. We lose loved ones in the midst of a pandemic in which we're still in, we are three years, people of God, in a pandemic. And it's got to be for a reason. God obviously is not pleased at our behavior and what we're doing as a advertised Christian nation. But if you follow our churches, mega, major, minor, or little, or minute type of church. We are all striving for glorious glamour. We're looking for seeking prestige, power, and popularity. We're doing all kinds of things at every level. None of us churches are excluded. We're all trying to make a name for ourselves, though it appears. Now, granted, there are people who are not trying to make a name for themselves. God has allowed some of those doors to close. Cathedral uh, Christian Church was one of them, but yet we're still striving to just share this gospel free as it can be, as best we can, what the Lord has said to do. But the physical church is no longer, but we're still bringing forth the gospel because we've always said through the years that we are a mobile church, a church that is moving 10 fingers and 10 toes, a church that's striving to lift up Jesus Christ. What I've tried to do through the years and I still try today is try to keep a spiritual balance to let people know that we are Christians if we have confessed and professed that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We believe in his teachings. We believe in his word. We're striving to walk by faith. We know that we are sinners saved by grace. We know that we've all come sin and fallen short of the glory of God. We know that we must live under the umbrella of grace and mercy every day because in our humanity, we will never cross every T or dot every I. If you are under people or you are with people that are teaching you that because you're born again, that you always get it right, you don't need to repent, you don't need forgiveness, that in that regard, because you were saved, you sanctified, and you do everything above board, and you cross every T and dot every I, you may want to go back and restudy the scripture. There's none of us. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because we are a triune being, we have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. We need God. We need to be delivered. We need to ask for forgiveness every day. We do things. The Bible says if you're having ought against your brother, go to that brother and, and ask for forgiveness. If you don't go and you don't receive, then you go to the church. If the church just denies you, then you come before the Lord and then you shake the dust from your feet. But there's things that we should practice in accordance to scripture. The Bible said, if it be possibly, let the people of God live peaceably with all men. But we look at life. We look at the political pressure and the political chaos and the lies and the trickery and the things that we see. We look at the chaos and the corruption as we look at the state of this world. This world, as I've said, has gone wild. And that's very much real. Look at the state of man. Many of us don't know whether we're going or coming. Many of us are confused about who we are and whose we are. Many of us wonder, 
If God is really real, many of us wonder. We may not admit to it, but we wonder because things don't typically happen as fast as we want them to. One of the greatest things I find that we struggle with as human beings is letting God be God. We have had to learn, amen, and oftentimes I'm one who have been a, a part of it itself, learning to trust God and wait on God because waiting on God sometimes ain't easy. The Bible says in, in Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and faint not. The hardest part is keep moving in our faith. Sometimes we just want to stop and give up on God. But thanks be to God, he's never given up on us. That's what makes him God. So as we look at the state of the world, the state of man, we look at where we are in our relationships. Husbands and wives are at discord. Diverse Divorce in the church is running rampant. People are separating and dividing by the numbers. Why? Because we are all over the map. We're not looking to God to refurbish and reestablish our families. Don't we understand that our fathers against sons and mothers against daughters and vice versa and daughters against father? And there's all kinds of things that's happened. Look at friends. Friendships. Friendships are severing because of political pressure and political power. Friendships that we thought were good friendships over the years have turned out to be just people of acquaintances. Why? Why are these things happening? Why is the state of man, the state of relationships in such an uproar right now? Satan is unhappy and uneasy for those of us that still trying to preach this gospel, understanding that we too are human. If you put your preacher, your bishop, your pastor, your apostle up on a pedestal, you are setting yourself up for failure. You got to understand God calls us out, but because he calls us out, we are not exempt from not falling short ourselves. We got to trust God to get us all in line and get back right with God. We look at the state of the world, the state of man, the state of the church. Look at the church. The church right now, we got more multimillionaires that are clergymen striving to do all kinds of things where they're all across the public media repenting and saying that they was teaching wrong things for 20, 30 years. Yeah, after you done got planes, trains, and automobiles. And now you've reinvented yourself because now on the repentance side, you got people feeling sorry for you. Now they're donating even more because they realize that here you are, you're human. They should have realized that from the beginning. That's why you've got to study people of God for yourself. Second uh, Timothy 2.15, you study individually to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. You've got to know what that preacher's saying. You've got to know what's coming across the radio waves. You've got to know what's written in the daily bread. You've got to know what's written in some book that you're reading that's got scripture reference. You've got to trust God for yourself and you have to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in all things. Jesus Jesus said, if he did not go, the Holy Spirit would not come. And if the Holy Spirit didn't come, we would be lost without a teacher. We got to understand that the Spirit of God is the ultimate teacher teaching us everything. We got to look at that. So as we looked at the word, and let's go to the word of God, and let's break down what Daniel was saying about King Nebuchadnezzar in that regard. When I looked at verses 19 through 25, I realized that in the humanity of the king, 
King, and I'm going I'm to point something out, and I got one main point for today's podcast, and I hope that it, it resonates and makes sense because it makes sense to me. While I'm just laying back and just trying to let my health, my energy, my, my, my body heal in the name of Jesus Christ, my mind, I, I've got to seek God, I've got to seek the Lord, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're the only person responsible for your eternal destiny. Ain't nobody else, can't nobody put you in hell, can't nobody send you to hell. They can say it, but they can't do it. Only God himself is the judge, juror, and executioner. I don't care what nobody said. You better trust God and you better work on your own soul salvation no matter what. Amen. I realized in the book of Matthew when he said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? Or what shall that man give in exchange for his soul? It ain't about cars. It ain't about trucks. It ain't about motorcycles. It ain't about money. It ain't about CDs. It ain't about having a title. It ain't about being the boss. It ain't about any of those things. It's about knowing who you are and whose you are. I've come to realize, people of God, in the modern day, in the Christian day. There's two type of people that we need to understand when it comes to the end of our spiritual journey. It's either saved or unsaved. Saved or unsaved. I'm hoping because I strive myself to grow out of all the things that I thought I should have, could have, would have, and realize that my relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important than anything else under the sun. But I'm looking at something. This lesson hopefully will bless you to realize that we can do all those things and still wind up not on the right side of Jesus. What it is, you don't want to be that person to get all the way to the gate and get denied interest because you've been playing with God and playing with church and playing with this word and playing with this anointing and playing with this power, but yet you knew that you ain't tried to change in any kind of way. But I looked at something when King Nebuchadnezzar had created that graven image, but he realized Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood firm on their faith. Here's one of the key things, and this is what I want to hone in on and I realized something. I didn't understand it earlier, but I understand it now. I didn't really realize that they were actually placed over the providence of Babylon. So they were of the king's court, but they were Jews. They were Jews under the king's court, and they were over all the affairs of the providence of Babylon. Yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Many preachers through the years have made it seem like they just got caught up and was passing through. No, they lived where they were. They were following under all of the criteria of the king. But when it came to their faith is the point we got to understand something. This is the way God gave it to me to express. And this is many other ways, but this is the way he gave it to me to express. The key point for me to you, for us today, that even though the pressures of this world, the leaders who say, to do this, do what I say, not as I do. Or if they try to encapsulate you and they put you under an umbrella to try to force you to bow down to their compromise and their rules, you do not unequivocally, you do not give up your faith and your truth in the true and living God to worship idol gods, to worship graven images, to worship political power, do anything. So many people who have went into the realm of, of, of politics, and this is one of my sayings, I do not believe that pastorialship and politics work hand in hand. I believe they are direct contrast and opposite of one because 
to be a politician, you will have to give up something to get something. You're going to have to compromise with your constituents to, to satisfy all the money that they pay into your campaign. But when you stand on Christ, it ain't about the money. For all them preachers that's got to be paid before they'll speak a word of God, they may want to question their calling because this gospel that we speak of is free. This gospel that we stand on was bloodshed gospel. It's the kind of bloodshed gospel that Jesus Christ hung, bled, and died on Golgotha so that you and I can open the 66 books ourselves and get to know God through all the biblical stories and all the biblical truth so that we can understand that no matter what we have to do while we are in existence in this life, in this human life, and what it was appointed to man to be born and to die. Every last one of us are going to die one day, some earlier than others. But I want you to understand that God has said to me, what shall it profit you if you do all the things the world wants you to do and you know you don't walk in this truth, but you sacrifice your salvation to make yourself known in this world? You might want to watch yourself. I know I am. Amen. That means I'm going to humble to Jesus, humble to the cross, humble to be quiet and not cause a ruckus as best I can. Do my best to live peaceably with all men because I understand Satan literally, and I'm going to say it again in this particular podcast, John chapter 10 and verse number 10, that thief that I reference so often, I have to remind myself, he's coming to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life. I went back and said, God, why did you say might? Because he said, I will never make or force any human being to follow me. I told you in the scriptures, you have to want to pick up your cross and follow me. I can't make you follow me. Amen. I'm willingly telling you I'm choosing to follow Jesus. Amen. In that regard. So the key point, don't let the pressures of life and society cause you to give up your spiritual truth for a worldly wrong. Do not allow and give up your spiritual truth to follow an earthly wrong because it's not going to benefit you. All right, let's move on with the scriptures and then we'll close out the podcast. As I went down and looked at the scriptures and it says, those mighty men, what, what Nebuchadnezzar did, he caused his greatest men in his army, the strongest, the biggest, the baddest, the most buff, who got wrapped up and got into all of their gear. But this time, he was so angry because those guys would not follow him. He had them turn up the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is that when they do incinerate people. He was so mad, he wanted to make sure that they suffered. But this is the point I'll close with this morning. As I looked at that, and I read the scriptures and all those things, and it says here in verses number uh, 21, then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, he was so mad because they wouldn't bow down, he got indignant and said, turn it up. Seven times hotter. And this is what happened. Those men, the fire was so hot. By the time they got close enough, they fell in. The consuming fire sucked them in. Amen. Because that air that caused that fire to rage sucked those men in. And they died trying to put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in. But then they still fell in. 
What are the point I'm trying to make? Second point is this. God will oftentimes allow us to fall into things to see where we hold on to our faith. This is what he said right here. And I get ready to close. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. Why was he astonished? Here's why. He saw them fall in. He and all of his counselors and all of his men. What those men were, those were the yes men that served the king. They didn't care what, they would lie. They would rob, they would steal, they would cheat just to follow the king thinking they're gonna get something. But here's what they didn't realize, that God is bigger than anybody in this life. That's what you have to walk by faith on. And this is what he said, and he questioned, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire, question mark? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king, we know that's what you did. We know what happened, and this is what the king King said as I close, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. I knew we bound them up. We tied them up. We tangled them up. We in in incarcerated them and made sure that they couldn't get free. But here it is. They're walking in the midst of the fire and have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Here's my question. It's amazing that King Nebuchadnezzar knew. Why would he say, and the form of the fourth is like the son of God? At that point, God had been working on the mind. It messed him up because God set them free. They decided to not follow the ways of the world, but the ways of God. And through that, this is what I want to tell you. I close by this point. Here's what God said. The key point, don't let the pressures of this world, the leadership who say, do as I say, not as I do. When you know it sacrifices your walk with God, when it sacrifices what you believe in God, when you got to give up the truth of God to follow a lie, you do not do it. You do not never, as I close, deny God and his word. If the king who represents Nebuchadnezzar and the leadership of the day tries to get you and entangle you up, if they try to trip you up, if they try to tie you up, if they try to get you tied up, tangled up, and encapsulated in the world to try to get you to give up on your faith and deny God, you deny that word. You deny them. Don't never deny the truth of God's word. You must believe in this way. As I close, as the songwriter says, you've got to make sure that when you get in the midst of your trouble, when you get in the midst of your fire, when you get in the midst of the things of this world, you've got to believe that the world's desire is to consume you, is to burn you up, is to cause you to lose your relationship with God, is to cause you to give up on God and give into the devil and give into the world. But sisters and brothers, men and women of God, don't you give up. Don't you stop trusting God. You do what we must do. I commit myself publicly on this podcast to say, no matter what comes my way, it's more important that I be with the Lord when I leave this earth than anything else under the sun. I close by saying, I pray to God that I remain anchored in the Lord. I encourage you to anchor your ship in the Lord. I encourage you to stand on the word of God. I encourage you to join in with me that no matter what comes your way, that no matter what happens to you, that you will realize even though you may be in the midst of the fiery furnace, we will do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. We will trust God. 
God no matter what. And if he chooses not to deliver us and we do lose our life, humanly, we know that we're going to be with God. I pray today that if you're in the hole like Joseph was, that you will trust God. If you're there on the roof and somebody wants to let you down to get your healing, you believe God. If you're the woman, amen, with an issue of blood, you believe for 12 years that God can do it. Amen. You've got to say that God did it and he'll do it again. I pray that we have in the midst of your situation, when you know that you're there and that fourth man is there, every last one of us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost in you, that means four. That fourth man is God represented in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The fourth man is needed. The fourth man is real. You let God anchor your life and you trust God, sisters and brothers, and you believe God that no matter what, come hell or high water, we've got to trust God. And you've got to say, we shall not know defeat. And for God, I'll live and for God, I'll die. I'll stand firm on the word of God. And I'll believe today, children of God, that God is greater than anything that I can ask and or think. My soul shall be anchored in the the Lord. I encourage you today as we close Triple C Podcast on the 22nd day of January to stand firm with me in the word of God and believe God at his word that he's a God that shall not lie. He's a God who's never left us hungry or begging bread. He's a God that loves his children in spite of. He's an unconditional lover. He's an agape kind of lover. Your soul must be anchored in the Lord. Will you stand with me today and believe that God is able to do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Be encouraged in the Lord, as we close our Triple C podcast in a prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you now for this opportunity to hear the word of God. We need the fourth man. And I pray, God, that no matter as our healing is real, our healing is nigh, we're on the men. We trust that you, dear God, will make sure that our soul is anchored in the Lord. And dear God, we thank you for the opportunity now to come before your grace, before your throne and your mercy. Until we come back together again, this is Tony with Triple C saying, bless God, bless the people of God. Amen. In Jesus' name, until the next time we come together, be Oh, the stars keep on